<clears throat> so I, I just have not been real sure <clears throat> on the timing on things. And I kind of thought the, the last sermon series would be my last sermon series. But you heard the story about how the pastor search team had to go through finding the right pastor, and, and it didn't come to an end as quick as we thought it would. So I'm going to do one more sermon series, God willing. And I decided to title this one Bloom and Grow because of the season we are in all around us and the season that we are in as a church. This transition time between now and June 12th is a time when, when we are blooming and growing, but only to prepare ourselves to grow more and to burst out into our communities and bloom and show people the love of Jesus Christ. The anchor verse that I chose for this series is Isaiah 35, verses 1 and 2 a says this the desert and the parched land will be glad the wilderness will rejoice and blossom like crocus it will burst into bloom it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy that's the season that we are in now God promises a living hope to our church as we bloom and grow. And when we sought the face of God together during this interim pastor ministry season, a Christ-like ministry burst into bloom as the Holy Spirit was poured out upon us. When Jesus shows up, when the Holy Spirit is poured out and when God moves on the hearts of his people, his church, a living hope bursts into bloom. That's who we are. There is a complete life change. Now the next step of the bloom and grow process is to install your full-time lead pastor. He will be your spiritual guide to help you burst into full bloom and grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ. He will guide you in your growth and lead you to burst into your communities and to love others like Jesus. So today, the first sermon in this series, I titled Bloom and Grow Wisdom. I think that there are some bits of wisdom in this psalm that I'm going to read, Psalm 37, verses 3 through 7. And as I read it, I want you to listen for those bits of bloom and grow wisdom. Psalm 37, starting at verse 3. It's on page 872 in the Pew Bible, if you'd like to follow there. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. I read this today, and if you're in your um, Bible reading plan for 2022, that we have some of these in the back. If you haven't done it, it's never too late to jump in the middle of it. Um, May um, 29th is when you'll read this psalm. And we just might go back and look at it again on, on May 29th. That's Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, um, I'm going to be preaching the second half of the pastor message. Remember that from the beginning of the year? We did pastor part one. And I told you about all these things that the pastor's going to have to go through before he can come. And on May 29th, I want to share with you some things that maybe you haven't thought about, what it's really like to be a pastor and his family and some of the things that he's going to go through to help you prepare for your next pastor that's coming. So here we are on May 1st and all across the Midwest, we are familiar with the idea of April showers bring May flowers. Even the kids knew that one. In nature, things continue to transition from one season to another, and we can observe it, the radical transformations that are taking place right now. Bulbs explode to produce beautiful flowers, and seeds sprout, and we see vegetation being created all around us. And then similarly, this month, in the month of May, our local church is experiencing the season of transition from interim pastor ministries to your new full-time lead pastor for Living Hope Missionary Church, as the pastor search team just shared with us. We've been working on this transition for many months, and now is the season for transformation. It will be a delight to finally experience the beginning of that visible transformation we also should not kid ourselves. Transition and transformation bring us once again to that point of leaving the familiar. That secure life that we feel like we have right now in church and that we've come accustomed to even as I've been here letting you know I'm only here as an interim. And now we need to venture again once more into the unfamiliar, the uncharted, and sometimes the scary new season. The transition process I've been helping you work through means it's time for transformation. It includes stretching, changing, and yes, even groaning. That is what it takes to really bloom and grow the way God intends for us to. 
So let's look at these five bits of wisdom that I'd like to pull out of Psalm 37, starting with verse 3. Verse 3, the first point, I believe, is to dwell in the kingdom of God. Verse 3 of Psalm 37 establishes God's conditions for the process and the promises that follow. Trust in the Lord. The promises of God are for those of us that enjoy a healthy relationship with God. It is particularly important to note that in this verse it says, dwell in the land, and the land of the old covenant is really the kingdom of God in the new covenant. Jesus began his ministry preaching the kingdom of God is at hand in Mark chapter 1 verse 14 we see that and he explained the nature of that kingdom in his parables all throughout his ministry dwelling in the kingdom of God is a prerequisite condition for our participation in his work God wants to show us the way when we are in a time of transition in a time of unknown territory and we see that territory stretching all before us we are just filled with questions and doubt and God assures us that he knows the way he is very aware that we have never been this way before and he wants us to trust and follow him when we see God move then we move too. Not running in front of him and not lagging behind him. We need to listen carefully and we need to follow the nudges of the Holy Spirit to move in sync with God. So that's our first bit of wisdom. In verse 4, our second bit of wisdom we need to be clay in the potter's hands and allow God to provide. Verse 4 contains an incredible promise preceded by a surprising condition. God has promised to give us the desires of our heart. So often that's all we want to focus on. God is going to give you the desires of your heart. Think about it for a minute. No matter how big the desires God has placed in your heart, He, the Creator, the Master Craftsman of all life, has promised to give it to you. There is no need to doubt. There is no need to fear, to fear failure. For God has taken responsibilities to give you the desires of your heart. There is, however, a condition for God giving us the desires of our heart. We must delight in Him. Delight in Him. Here we find a bit of hidden mystery. The Hebrew word that is translated as delight. It's not what you might expect. It does not mean to be happy with God, be joyful 
David, the writer of this psalm, led by the Spirit of God, chose here to use the Hebrew word that simply means that we translated delight to be soft. To be soft like clay. So you can be formed. Delight. The condition for receiving the desires of our hearts is our surrender to God. And the desire, the desires that He carefully places in our heart because we are soft to His formation. It's time for us at Living Hope to prepare for the time of transition and transformation to bloom and grow, to follow God when everything seems out of order and to cross over into a new season. We need to soften ourselves like clay. We do this by committing ourselves to trust God, to trust God to be our master potter, And walk by faith, not by sight. We should poise ourselves to anticipate and to be alert and to be willing to follow God's voice. When we go through a difficult transition, we need to force our minds to acknowledge that God is a careful and purposeful craftsman. A craftsman of pottery will we make ourselves soft like clay. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. This is from Romans 8.28. Those who have been called according to his purpose. And the sovereign and omniscient potter, P-O-T-T-E-R, God, has worked it all into his plan. I honestly do not know a greater encouragement than that. So our third bit of bloom and grow wisdom comes from verse 5. Give up your plan to God's plan. Moving on to verse 5, we find another conditional promise. God will Bring our desires to pass. He will work it out if we commit our way to Him and we trust Him with it. This does not mean that we make a plan and we say, Oh God, please bless my plan. Commit literally means to give it up. Give up your way to God's way. It actually makes a lot of sense. If God has the purpose that he's forming in the desire of our hearts, would he not also have the plan? Would he trust one of us to make up the plan? Whose plan would you rather follow? His or man's? So here's an exciting promise. No matter how difficult the transition may be, if we will walk in right relationship with God, if we will surrender to the desires that He has placed in our heart, 
and give up our plans to His, this is where we find glory and bring all glory to God. This is sometimes difficult, though, for us to do in our personal lives and even in the life of a church. We work hard to get ahead, and we think that we know what is best for us. We might be right, but we need to yield to God's plan for any meaningful achievements in our life. During the past year, this local church stopped functioning merely as an organization and started functioning as an organism that God created the church to be. We have been in a difficult transition in the transformation God has planned for you individually and as a church for Living Hope Missionary Church is on the verge of blooming and growing all to the glory of God. As much as we would like to think that we are neutral observers, that we can just sit back and watch, that kind of thinking is simply deceptive. We are either for God or we are against God. There are some part of this congregation that have taken a whatever laissez-faire toward this difficult season of transition that we started back in January 2021. However, if God is carefully and purposefully orchestrating something and has positioned us in the middle of it, then our unwillingness to participate is a resistance to the will of God. It is truly that simple. But it's not too late. It's never too late with God. We must invite those laissez-faire folks back. Let them know about this transition of blooming and growing. Invite them back to the table where we sit as a guest. Invite them to be a guest for the great banquet with Jesus. If we want to move on, we need to take the first steps. But we need to do it according to God's plan and not ours. Listen to Joshua chapter 3, verse 8. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, that's the river, go and stand in the river. We need to stand in the river of our transition. We might be afraid of the change that lies ahead, but God wants us to give it up and trust in Him. And sometimes we just need to step into the water. We need to step into the water with confidence that God will provide and He will provide us what we need when we need it. Often we tend to draw a mental map of blooming and growing. I'm sure many are doing it right now for the church. We try to envision how things may develop, and we think, okay, that sounds great, but what about plan B and plan C? 
and we begin to think and spiral ourselves into worry and anxiety, and it's all brought on by ourselves. But God wants us to learn to rest. Rest in His presence, being confident that He supplies what we need when we need it to go forward. Just as He has identified our next lead pastor. Again, when we are faced with a difficult transition, we must align our thinking with God's will. We have actually been given the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2.16. It is not as hard to think like God as a sinner might think that it is. So let's move on to the fourth bit of wisdom for bloom and grow. Walk in the good work of God for His glory. Verse 6. Recognizing that Jesus Christ is our righteousness and our light, we understand that God intends to accomplish a work through us that will glorify Him. We become that soft clay then the vessels, and then the instruments of His glory. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn. This is fulfilled in Jesus' command in Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that when they see your good work, they glorify your Father in heaven. As followers of Jesus... We were made to walk in the good work of Jesus. Work that he achieves through us during difficult times of transition. The story of your transition to bloom and grow during this past year is something you can reflect on and you can share with others. You may share your own personal struggles that you've had during this last year. Or the very life of this local church in Dunfee, Living Hope Missionary Church. And as you share your story of transition from what we were to what we're becoming, the preparation for transformation to bloom and grow, you are providing God's story to those that you're sharing it with they will consider what you are telling them. And they will think about how God might be able to work in their life or the life of their local church. And your story will become their guidebook. Psalm 37, verse 6, the second half says, He will make the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Others will see the hard work that God has led us through. And they will see the love and the care that God has poured out upon His resurrected, or His surrendered and trusted children. Soon to be resurrected. Not yet. To bloom and grow according to God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
leads to testimony. Joshua chapter 4, verses 5 and 6 says this, Go over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the middle of the Jordan. Now, this is after the priest stepped in and, and made the Jordans back up, and now they're walking across on dry ground. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. And then in verse 20 and 23 of Joshua 4, And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. Our season of transition leads to some awesome testimony. God wants us to remember and to share with others what we have seen and what we have done, how we have stepped on the bottom of the sea in the troubles of our life and that we have come out the other side alive. Living Hope Missionary Church came out carrying a sign that by the power of God, we have overcome. And what may have been meant to hurt or destroy was rendered powerless in our lives and the life of the church. The fifth bit, final bit of wisdom about blooming and growing in these verses is in verse 7. And it's very simple. Sounds like, be still and know God. Psalm 46.10 says a similar thing. Be still and know that I am God. Instead of interpreting be still as a gentle suggestion, the meaning in this psalm and in Psalm 46.10 lends itself more to the interpretation of cease striving or stop it. And more specifically, in the context of fighting. Stop fighting and stop trying to manage your own life. Stop trying to manage the life of the church. Reading further in verse or in Psalm 37, if you want to read the rest of it later today, you'll see that people, the people of God sometimes get caught up in worrying about those that are getting ahead in their own ways without God. Maybe we should do it their way. Why do the wicked cheaters get ahead? Maybe they're getting away with something. Even in Psalm 46, verse 10, the context of that psalm is in the time of trouble and war. And the scripture says, be still. The people of God are to be still. Snap out of it. Wake up. Stop fearing and acknowledge who your God is. 
It's time to be in awe of our God. Twice in the Old Testament, God gave his chosen people, the nation of Israel, dry ground to walk on during times of transition. Just to be clear, those of you that like Bible trivia, God actually separated water five times. You can look it up. But twice, leading his chosen people out of Egypt to the promised land. One, when he was freeing his people from Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. When crossing the Jordan River over into the promised land, God's people walked on dry ground. God promises us dry ground in the middle of change, in the middle of potentially scary conditions, dry ground. It means that we will walk safely and we will walk securely even with the waters moving all around us, the waters of transformation, when God leads the way, He also makes a way. We can rest confidently and peacefully in our Lord who provides a great, great bounty. So in conclusion of these bits of wisdom of blooming and growing. We need to take a step back because sometimes blooming and growing can be scary. It's something that disrupts our norms. Yes, even in this transition time, we've come to this point right now. We're comfortable with everything just the way it is. Many people have suffered through the years. They've lost parents, they've lost spouses, they've lost children. And they have learned to move on to a life that is significantly different. Even though it's difficult, transitions do not need to be defeating. God has a way for us to navigate the most difficult transitions of life and transform us into something beautiful and glorious for His glory. He provides in personal lives and also in the lives of the church. It's critical that we consider these verses in Psalm 37, verses 3 through 7, as an invitation to have a conversation with God. It's okay to not know. It's okay for us to ask him what are his desires that he wants to place on our hearts to become our desires. What are his plans for you each personally and what are his plans for Living Hope Missionary Church? And by the way, God, what is your assignment and how can we step up and help the new lead pastor when he arrives. Our Father in heaven is waiting for your questions. He loves talking with his children. I wonder, will you invest a little bit of time talking to him this week? Let's go to him in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for your words of encouragement and your words of wisdom. Even in difficult times, in times of transition, in times of blooming and growing, as we burst into what you've called us to be, may we do it in sync with your Holy Spirit. Even in each individual life right now, there might be someone that doesn't even know what I've been talking about this morning because they don't even know who Jesus is. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit minister to them right now. Help them to know that they can ask in their heart to be filled with your Spirit, to be saved by the love of Jesus Christ because he died on the cross for them. And they can have eternal life right now and bloom and grow into your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.